Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Per Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One-Off Gaming Podcast. Hits once I'm famous The best that's what our aim is All platforms what your game is To the leaderboards are coming See me in a shooter I can promise I'll be gunning When I hit the music Try to swear I'm gonna run it Contain one up You can try but we done it Let's go Alright let's go To the best place for reviews I know Xbox One and PS4 Wii U as far as consoles go They do handheld PCs Merchandise for you and me Contests that you gotta do The prizes are for gamers who <laughs> Going hard all day We believe the boys Cause you're just that great Can't lose as much as Take your certified badass when you play. I've been with one up gaming. I've been with one up gaming. I've been with one up gaming. Drop more hits once I'm famous. The best, that's what our aim is. All platforms, what your game is. To the leaderboards, I'm coming. See me in a shooter, I can promise I'll be gunning. When I hit the music, I swear I'm gonna run it. Can't take one up, you can try, but we done it. Let's go. We're back with the We're Not Game podcast, just me, David, here, and we're going to have a massive special guest on tonight, so episode 249, uh, before the big one, so I will just not give any spoilers where, but his game's Mint, and I love this guy, so thank you. Hi everybody, this is uh, Kermit the Frog here, reminding you to listen to the game up one, uh, damn it, what's it called? One, alright, um, are we rolling? Alright, keep it going, keep it going, alright, let's go. Hurry up, we got a lunch date. Alright, let's go. Hi there, this is Kermit the Frog here, reminding you to listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast on whatever station it's podcasting on. Mm hmm. Up next on the show, we got a treat for you. Here is this week's interview. So, we've got a special guest this week, so do you want to just tell us who you are? I am John Hare. I am. Currently, Tower Studios, and uh, used to be Sensible Software, and many other things in the middle. So, <coughs> Sensible Software, people might know that name from the, I'd have guessed the early to mid-90s were the high point of that sort of development studio. I would say, yeah, um, kind of like the golden years for us were between 92 and 96, maybe. But we actually ran between 86 and 99, so it's 13 years, yeah. Yeah, I think that's when, was that when Codemasters bought the... Codemasters bought us in 1999, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've got loads of books and stuff, so... Sale of the century, you know, it's end of the century. <laughs> so, I mean, the development studio itself, I'd have a guess Codemasters didn't really buy any developers, they just bought the IPs. They literally bought... I mean, at the time we sold Sensible Software to Co-Masters, there was myself and Chris who ran the company. No, none of the people who worked for us were left. We had 22 at one stage, so it's quite a big job. Yeah. Um, we had no office. We had nothing in development. 
and we were making money for the first time in ages from royalties. So, like, you just get rid of all your overheads and you start to make money again. It's funny, but yeah. Basically, yeah, they did. They just bought IP. So they bought the name Sensible Software, Sensible Soccer, Cannon Fodder, Megalomania, etc. So, yeah. in your understanding, have they done anything with the, the IP since they bought it? Yeah, so um, I worked on a Cannon Fodder, Cannon Fodder Color Game Boy thing a little bit with them, although Jules mainly did it, our old programmer. And then we did Sensible Soccer in 2006 with them, and they did an XBLA version, which I had a very small input in. And uh, they did Cannon Fodder 3, which I didn't like. We, we actually did a proper Cannon Fodder 3 together in the early 90s, which, sorry, in, in around about 2000, not the early 90s. Uh, around about 1999, 2000. But that never made it. And then they put, put one out years later, which wasn't very good. Um, I hear rumours they're doing something else with Sensible Soccer maybe soon. I don't really know. You know, I mean, when you sell something, you've got to let it go. It's a bit like you sell a car, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not yours anymore. Uh, of course, I care about it. And um, it's people reference it all the time. And I'm really proud of all the games. But in terms of products that I can make money out of that stopped 20 years ago so yeah. um, I mean in theory we get royalty streams but in practice they don't sell anything so we never get any royalties <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I mean you know it's like everything as it's time and then that time passes and so you go on to the next thing yeah so I mean like I mean I, I know that when you guys was it GT Interactive you signed up with uh, as a distributor yeah. Um, yeah, I think you guys was it a three or four game sort of like deal that you signed? It was uh, three games for three million pounds back yeah. in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and only one game came out for that. The football game, yeah, yeah, and a rather poor version of Sensible Soccer three D in ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say that's probably the worst version of of Sensible. Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, there was a worse one. The very, very early PlayStation one that was done was terrible. We didn't do it. It was a conversion. It was the worst conversion. So, as sensible, we didn't used to do all the versions ourselves. We used to farm out conversions. Right. And most of them were pretty decent. I mean, the PC versions were pretty decent. They weren't perfect, but they were pretty decent. There's a particular PlayStation version of Sensible Soccer, which was ropey as hell. Um, But we didn't do anything apart from give them the code and the name, and that's it. Yeah. So there's not a lot you can do about it. It's, um, I mean, it's quite hard to control all the different versions of stuff. I mean, on on Sociable Soccer that I'm working on now, and I've been working on with for five years. Yeah. So currently we've got, well, we, we're working on Apple Arcade right now. So Apple Arcade in itself is iOS, so that's like iPhones and iPads, um, Apple TV and Macs. So you've got basically three platforms, actually. And it has to be running on the iOS 13 or, or above. Because uh, my iPad runs on iOS 12.9 and it won't. It, the arcade store's not available. Yeah, it's good. So therefore, yeah, you're right. It must be 13 and above. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I must admit to not being the most proficient in this stuff, but, but yes, I think you're right. Um, and then it also works on Android, but we don't sell it on Android anywhere except in China because we can't because we're with Apple. And we are also got the PC version, and we've also got development now on the Switch and the PlayStation and the Xbox, you know? Yeah. And uh, and it had all the platforms up, and there's around 10 now. And keeping control of all that is actually pretty hard. You know, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of things that can go wrong <laughs> with a with a game on 10 builds and, and servers and unity and everything in the middle you know it's um it's quite a juggling act technically actually so my focus tends to be on the prime format normally the original format uh in this case it's good that the uh apple arcade is touchscreen and a controller based so yeah. You know, controller based that pretty much is covering all of your consoles and PC as well. Uh, I mean, and because the game has always been cross platform, and we started off focusing mostly on PC and console, and then we switched to mobile, and now we're kind of like across the board, and we've gone from premium to free to play back to premium again, and it's pretty bewildering actually. You know, the but but we've always approached the game at, at, with the flexibility to how it was going to go to market because. We had no idea who we were going to sign with, what publishers, what they'd want, what platforms they'd want first, what payment systems they'd want to use. So you have to design a game these days if you want to work with a publisher to like be able to fit in with their, you know, whatever they are as a publisher, what, what they think. Some 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 publishers prefer free to play, like in China, for example, free to play is pretty popular. It's getting less, but it's popular. We've been really lucky that we steered clear of loot boxes all the time because they're now like pretty bad news. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really pleased with where we are with our current game. It's brilliant. Um, you know, it's uh, we Sociable Soccer 2020. So basically, if you want a bit of a Sociable Soccer rundown, if, you know, assuming you know, we're talking about what we're doing now. So yeah, we started it in 1995. At the end of 1995, I had just finished Word Explorer, my previous game, which you covered as well, which was quite a long project for me development-wise. And um, and uh, I was in Finland at a Pocket Gamer event um, in Helsinki. And uh, I was um, with a guy called Oscar Clark, who's a relatively well-known in the games industry person. Always wears a top hat, Oscar. And... We did some karaoke together in this party in Helsinki. Like, there's an industry party with a karaoke stage, and we sung Twist and Shout by the Beatles. <laughs> I can't remember how, whether we were good or not. I think we were all right. And then um, and then we came off the stage, and as we got off the stage, I was heading towards the bar. I don't know where Oscar went off somewhere. And and then I bumped into these three Finnish guys who said to me, hello, John, we, we're called Combo Breaker. We're a new Finnish developer. And these guys were, like, pretty experienced veteran um finnish developers you know one of the guys was a founder of remedy etc and um anyway one of the guys showed me an ice hockey game he'd been working on which looked pretty cool and i'd had a plan for a new football game since 2008 and uh so i thought maybe these are the right guys to um to finally do a football game with. so i said you know would you be interested in making a football game and they said yeah sure let's have a look so um yeah, a couple of weeks later, they said, "Okay, we've been thinking about this football thing. What do you think of this?" And I thought, "Well, this is good. They're they're up and ready to go on 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 a football game." So that's how we started. And you know, probably the history we started off. We went to go to a Kickstarter. Yep. Which kind of we I, knew I funded we, it, but then things happened. Well, the, the Kickstarter. You know, people underestimate how much games cost to make. You know, we asked for a few hundred thousand pounds at the time, and people thought that was outrageously expensive. As it was, it was outrageously cheap, as it turned out. But um, be that as it may, we didn't get the money. We didn't make the money. Um, and I think there's several reasons for that. Um, 
the real heyday of getting big computer game advances in a Kickstarter had probably passed a year or two beforehand. And most of the the, the, the products we were getting backed by that time, at least, were like around about £50,000 for, I don't know, a, a, some kind of fancy board game or stuff like that. I mean, in general, computer game budgets at any um, high level were, were um, uh, you know, you think in 1999 we got a million quid a game. Um we didn't expect to get a million pounds for it, but when you're looking at 300,000, the people are saying it's too expensive and we're going, well, hang on. We got a million pounds for one platform in 99. Now we're fast forwarding 15 years, 16 years, and it's on three platforms. And we're asking for a third of the budget. People are saying it's too much. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, and within the, with that, that's because of the expectation of the, um, of the, the, the players and maybe a lack of, obviously understanding of the way the industry works but but from an industry perspective um you know um you need a bit more than that money to get things going i mean now we've got like a team of 14 people we've been working on it for five years and that's not (laughs) three hundred thousand, which we asked for isn't going to get you very far with that many people over that amount of time we didn't have that amount of people from the start but people um anyway be that as it may so 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 the Kickstarter we knew within three days we were going to fail because we were told by an expert you've got to get a quarter of your budget budget in. So, so I discussed with a, uh, an expert on um, Kickstarters about how it would pan out, and they said, "Well, if you you need to get the first twenty five percent in the first three days. If that doesn't happen, normally you don't get the um, you don't get the full amount. Yeah. It's like it, because you need you need that enthusiastic push." Now, as it happened, myself and uh, and the combo breaker guys from from finland we'd like we started off on a roll and we were really getting into it and and it was i think it was about october late october and we're like so we got a choice you know really common sense tells you that you should spend a month or two doing pre-marketing about it before you push it live and really build up a bit of momentum with it and then push it live but because of the time of year we were facing it was like if we didn't do it immediately, we'd have to wait for the whole of Christmas to f- finish and the whole of, you know, that New Year period. And we couldn't really do anything on it until middle to the end of January, using common sense. And we were, we kind of really wanted to just go for it at the time, you know. We just thought, well, we're in the mood for it and it's, the, the ball's rolling with the game and the momentum's good. So we we kind of went for it knowing it was a risk and we, and we lost the risk on the Kickstarter. But it didn't really matter. I mean... The point is, when you're making anything creative, you know this yourself, once you're in the mood, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep the momentum going. You've got to keep the creative spark going. And, you know, it would have killed the game Stone Dead in the Water at that time to have stopped and said, well, let's wait until January. Because a whole momentum and a whole reason for wanting to do it was just just moved with how we felt at the time. So we, we just carried on, really. I mean... We kept on going, and I spoke to a whole bunch of different companies who showed varying different levels of interest in the game, and all sorts of different discussions, and and then it was quite hard at that time with the the level of game we had and the, the level of completion we had to like close any deal out, and then um and then when uh. 
when we got to a certain point, we realised that the main focus should probably be on the Steam version, on the PC version for for us, you know. But you've got to bear in mind, we're always developing everything in tandem. So we're thinking about we need to go to PlayStation. We knocked out a demo Xbox version at the time. We even knocked out a demo Switch version. And then we were looking at mobile and touchscreen all the time. So we had to kind of juggling everything a little bit in the office. And we put out the a demo Switch version in, I think, December 2017. Sorry, a, a Steam version. We put out the early access Steam version at the end of 2017. And... Um, the reason for that was really to keep the game alive, you know, because yeah. by that point we'd been two years working on it together as a team and we hadn't put anything out. And I could sometimes you get a feeling with, with any creative team. It's like, we need to like do something and put our mark in the sand and let people know who we are. And I guess for me, it was less of an issue because people know who I am from football games anyway. But for them, although most of them have been pretty successful and famous in different games not with football games not in the, quite the same way so so we put the game out and it was great to put us on the map you know and um and to tell people we're working together on what we're doing um and of course that was okay but it was early access there was a lot of things still not quite right with the game really and uh and then we we carry on and we hit a little bit of a period where it was pretty difficult you know when Round about, I would say that beginning of 2018, and that was quite a difficult period for us. And we were, we'd had almost no money in, you know. By that time, you're, we were, we were maybe, we got to a point where we're, we're three years practically into development in the May of 2018. No, maybe two and a half years in, something like that. At that point, and then um, we've been doing loads of game shows showing the game around. People really liked it. We had a VR version; people liked. But when you had a VR version, people thought you were selling a VR game. And actually, I had to remove the VR game, which was a pity because it was looking really good. But if you've got a cross-platform game that also does VR, people think it's just a VR game. Yeah. It's a very dominant format VR, and VR is like one. It's like two percent of the budget. Of the normal games normally so we just it was just terrible for business so we removed the vr element from display and um we met through yuki a chinese company called crazy sports and they're like a mobile publisher in china they've done a lot of football games before and so they were interested in the game so we signed with them um and that was like over two years ago now it's like two and two and a quarter years ago should we say and uh, we're about to deliver in China over the next few months a, a version now there. But we kept on working anyway in China with these guys. And the game's pushing now their mobile and their um, free-to-play focus. So that starts to push the game more focusing on the mobile touchscreen stuff and the, some free-to-play elements, which was good and interesting in some ways and something we'd always planned for. And we start to add elements of... Um, because they have um, CSL license for the CSL footballers and everything. So we can start to add proper footballers from the Chinese league. And, you know, there's some decent people there like um, Paulinho and Hamzik and Rafa Benitez is out there at m- the moment, and different guys. And so we, that, that's quite nice because you can start to associate the game with some no, decent, proper football stuff. And um, anyway, but that... That was taking a while to get the stuff into into gear for for the Chinese guys, 
And then last year in March, um, I met up with in GDC in San Francisco, and in, in, uh, I, which I go to every year. Like there's a bunch of different shows around the world I go to every year, and we've we've shown set uh, social soccer in about five, six, or seven different countries, different shows around the world over, over the years, uh, and um. And I met up with a company, an American company that I'd met up with for the last two years and chatted with. And they, they changed their role a bit from selling services to doing publishing or whatever. And anyway, they just happened to be have set up a new arm to their publishing or new force to their publishing. And um, they said, you know that football game you showed us last year? Well, we think we can use it. Well, OK. So we met them in a hotel in San Francisco called The W. It's a famous hotel over the road from the Moscone Centre. And I showed them the game and they said, we think we, you know, we like your football game. We think we can use it. And we're like, great. Okay, good. And then a few weeks later, they contacted us and said, yeah, we, we basically, they were aware that Apple Arcade was coming. Um, we weren't, but they were. Yeah. And, um, and uh, so they said, we, you know, they knew some great stuff. They knew that, they knew that Apple wanted sports games and they knew that, the kind of way that because with they've got four games with them um, Apple Arcade Rogue the publisher's called Rogue and um, they've got four games with Apple Arcade not just the one like us so they kind of knew the little bit of the ropes how to work with Apple and all that kind of stuff and so um we said okay well let's speak to Apple see what they think you know and uh, anyway we happened to come up with a really really good deal for, for us and for them um. And uh, so we signed with Apple Arcade just over, almost, no, just over a year ago, actually. Just over a year ago. So we were very, very late to the party with Apple Arcade because some people had been preparing this for ages and we hadn't really been focusing on it because of the Chinese side. So the challenge for us was turning our free-to-play Chinese game into a premium Apple game in very little time and and finishing all the stuff we needed to finish. And... Uh, we hoped to be out on the launch of Apple Arcade, which was in the September of last year. But as it was, we came out in the first week of November last year. And the game, initially, you know, it did actually pretty well. I mean, it's pretty well received. And we even got to the number one game in December for, for a week uh, soon after the launch. And then we kind of, I guess, we hit some interesting things with Apple Arcade. So the interesting thing with Apple Arcade is... Most of the user base is in the States. So that's been a challenge for us to sell soccer to America. Um, and also the game, I think, when it was launched, had some some problems, like some of the control... There were some bugs in the player selection, some control issues and stuff like that, and a few other things. Um, but nevertheless, we got out a pretty good game. Obviously, you know... It, um, it got to the top game, so it couldn't have been that bad. And uh, and it's been pretty solid selling for the, this last year. But what we've been doing this whole time since we launched uh, Social Soccer in November last year is really, really polishing this game. So what we've ended up with now, uh, and it, the, the game is, is the sequel, which is called Social Soccer 2020. And Social Soccer 2020 is pretty much 
what the game has been planned to be from the start. Um, I mean, it's not not everything in there. We're still developing and adding stuff, but it's it's much, much more the full ticket of what we wanted. The controls play superbly well now. I mean, the the um, the playability on um, on controllers has always been brilliant, but the touchscreen is really brilliant now as well. Um, the PvP is really, really good, the online PvP. And we've got all the game modes we wanted in there as well. So we have... Um, for anyone who doesn't know social soccer, I'll describe how it works. So like Sensible Soccer, he's got a huge database of teams and players. We have uh, 30,000 players and over 1,000 teams worldwide. That's 830 club sides and about 230 national sides. Um, the Chinese league players are all licensed. The other league players are not licensed. Uh, so it's a mixture in that respect. Um, there's three main game modes. So the most straightforward one is probably just the friendly game mode. So friendlies, you can play three ways. First way is you use your a team for you. You can pick a team and you play against an AI team in a friendly. Dead easy. Second thing, two people on the same machine. So bearing in mind um, on uh, iOS, which we're limited to at the moment, and we will be pretty much exclusively on Apple devices for the rest of this year and going into the new year. Um, you've got iPhones and Macs and Apple TV, but you know all of them work with two controllers. On the iPhone, you can use two Wi-Fi controllers, PlayStation controllers, whatever you've got to hand, Xbox controllers. Um, and uh, if you want, you can connect your phone via HDMI, HDMI cable to your TV and use your phone like a console, effectively, um, which is quite fun. And then the other thing which we've added, we added it in April and we've really enhanced it now, is the online PvP. So uh, you can just play limitless online PvP friendlies on all of the devices against any of the other devices whenever you want. So that's three pretty pretty decent friendly modes. And then we have world mode. World mode is really, really straightforward. So a bit like the preset competition mode in Sensible Soccer, 67 world competitions. So you've got like a World Cup, world cup equivalent. <laughs> so World Cup, Champions League, UEFA Cup, and, you know, European nations, South American nations, North American nations, English top five divisions, Germany top three divisions, Spain top two divisions, Argentinian, Brazilian, Greek, Russian, Turkish, Mexican, US leagues, Chinese league, Japanese league, Korean league. So 67 trophies basically to win, um, which sounds easy to say and fast, but that's a lot of gameplay. Uh, and then you have the main mode. So the main mode is um, what we call daily matches. So I'll explain how that works. I know you're a Newcastle fan, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you must be pleased with your season. As, as a Norwich fan, I'm, uh, I gave up on the season in uh, in April, I think it was. To be fair, <laughs> to I think Norwich had, Norwich the, had better the better first five first games. Five. What, of the season? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we beat you. That was one of our highlights, but that was so long <laughs> ago now. It's like... Um, uh, I don't want to talk about Norwich. It's not the point of this discussion. <laughs> so, <laughs> But anyway, it, it, in our daily matches mode, what will happen is... I will be Norwich and you will be Newcastle. Let me explain how it works. So everyone who enters the game, it asks you 
who are you? So you put your name in. So you put your name. I'm David. Um, which team are you going to choose? I'll choose Newcastle. And then they give you a choice of a bunch of manager avatars, 12 to 15 different manager avatars. And um, then once you've chosen your, your, your name and your look and your team, we then say, right, and we take you through a tutorial to teach you how to kick and pass and everything else. And then we give you basically the, the, the we've got what we call a, a my club, which is effectively like a my team, kind of ultimate team kind of thing. And you're collecting cards to build your team up over time. So then the system gives you 18 cards from these 30,000 players from all over the world and says, right, here's your start off Newcastle team. 18 players of varying but pretty dubious quality, I have to say mostly, with, with your maybe a star or two thrown in. And, um, and then you play a series of games. So it works like this. Every day you can play 12 league games. So in our league structure, there are 10 leagues, 10 divisions, and everyone obviously starts off in the bottom division. And uh, every season in the game lasts a week. So every week we have a new league season starting, a new season. So you start off um, on the first day you boot the game up. You messed around with the friendlies, you looked at world mode, and you're like, well, let's look at these daily matches. And it says, right, here's your 18 Newcastle players to start off with. You're in Division 10, off you go, David. And you play a few different guys in your division. And as you're playing, you'll win a few coins uh, and your, your manager will get some XP and you'll start to collect a new card by winning stars if you win matches or, you know, as you win, draw and lose matches, you get these stars towards a card. And you can use the um, coins to upgrade your players. So basically, each player's got an XP bar and you can use the coins to sacrifice the other players. In other words, we, we, we kind of manage your squad size so it's always between 30 and 50 players to keep it a bit more reasonable and realistic and uh, when you get rid of your excess players you can sell them for coins or you can effectively eat the players by um, when you if you want to upgrade a player you'll have a certain amount of XP which you can XP you can add on to each player and you take a like player and then pay whatever coins you need to pay to to do the transformation and he'll just boost the energy of the first guy permanently. So you can boost them in three different ways. So if, if, if you've got, for example, let's take a player. Um, if you take Marcus Rashford as a player, right? So Marcus Rashford would be in our game. I think a left forward. I don't think he's a striker. I think he's considered a left forward Manchester United or Manchester Reds in our game in England. So what that means is you can upgrade him in three different ways. If you find another left forward, you will upgrade him. You'll pay amount of coins and you'll get X amount of XP on Marcus Rashford. And the other guy will be eaten, disappear. Yeah. yeah. If you find another England player, then um, same country is worth more than the same position. So now you'll get twice as much XP for doing exactly cost you the same amount. The goal disappears, you get twice as much. But if you find another Man United player, so if you, for example, decide to eat um, uh, Paul Pogba, <laughs> I don't know why you want to eat Paul Pogba, you'd get like much more. You get about three times more um, XP 
I think it's times. It might be double. I can't remember. We might change the settings a bit. It might be one, one and a half and two now. But you get more. So, so it encourages you to look for the right kind of players to choose to eat to get the maximum benefit. Uh, and that's the way the squad management works. It's pretty simple. And then um, every day you get a new card. And uh, then you get these ones that you collect by winning stars, by winning matches in the league modes. And then the, fi- the final way you can gain cards is um, a win streak. So every day you get one win streak and you've got basically uh, the final one will be upturned. So you can see who it is. It's normally a pretty big card at the end. And you basically play and win and win and win and win. But if you lose, you lose it. So you play the first game. It counts as a league match. And if you win it, then the first card in the in the series turns around to become available to you. Like it's a becomes available to you. Then you choose to attack the card, but risk losing it and losing everything. And you do that five times, like stick or twist. Um, it's like a once in a day bonus game, effectively. So the win streak will unlock pretty fast. So you start off just with the league games, but within a few levels, you're within you know, a few hours play, really, you're up to getting a win streak. And then when you get a little bit higher up in the game, just a little bit higher, so you've been playing for a couple of days, you unlock what we call Club Clash. Club Clash mode has been the main new feature we've been working on in terms of game modes um, for the last well, the last six months. So Club Clash mode works like this. So if you are a player in any club in the world and you're above level 10 as a manager which will take you like i say in hardcore playing will take you about three or four days to get there maybe two or three um you um every day you'll be you'll be entered into the um our club season program so what that means is that um every week like i say we have a, a new season at the start of every season, we draw each club into a group of eight clubs. So Newcastle would be paired with seven other clubs. So it's, you're pretty likely to be compared with clubs which are considered rival clubs or same country or equivalent level. But it will go probably Newcastle. Say it pairs you with the rivals, so it will pair you with Sunderland probably. Then it will go, right, Sunderland. Well, Sunderland going to get paired with another club, English club, so we're going to pair them with, uh, I don't know, we're going to pair them with Southampton. And then Southampton, we're going to pair them with an equivalent level club, so we're going to pair them with, uh, let me think of equivalent club to Southampton, we're going to comp- uh, pair them with um, Bordeaux in France. And then we're going to pair Bordeaux with another French club, so we're going to give you Montpellier, and then we're going to compare Montpellier with a totally random club. So we're going to give you a weird club from Ecuador. And then the weird club from Ecuador is going to be paired with a weird club from Arabia. And so you end up with, you end up with basically with Saudi. Say. So you'd end up with eight clubs from all different countries. So you'd have Newcastle and you'd have Bordeaux and you'd have um, Southampton and all these other clubs in the, in the, each day of the week, you pay one of the seven clubs you're paired with. So as a Newcastle fan, then on the, the Monday says, right, now's your match against uh, Southampton. So what what that means is that all that day, um, 
the Newcastle and the Southampton fans will be playing against each other in matches. So in club mode, it means you're you're guaranteed to be paired against the Southampton player. And you've got eight games to score as many points as you can. So basically, if you depending on the result of your game and the level of your you the level of you as a manager, uh, uh, you score kudos points basically for for your performances in club mode. And obviously, the the better people you win and the higher amount of goals you win by, the more kudos you get. So. On Monday, I don't know, you've played eight games, you scored 67 kudos points. And then on Tuesday, now you're playing against Bordeaux and you score an extra 30 kudos points. I know you're on 97. And then the next day, you play the obscure team from Ecuador. So now you're on like 115 points. And this goes on and on and on for the whole week till you get to Sunday after the seven days. So after the seven days, two things have happened. Now, what happens is in these clashes, so Newcastle versus Southampton, Basically, it's represented as a giant tug-of-war bar. And every time you play a match, the tug-of-war bar either would go a little bit red or a little bit black, you know, to Southampton or to Newcastle. And every single player who's a Newcastle player is contributing to that tug-of-war bar. So you're fighting with all the other Newcastle fans against all the other Southampton fans to try and win that match. And at the end of the day, the tug-of-war bar will end up with either Newcastle winning or Southampton winning, or a small zone in the centre, which is effectively a draw. And then at the end of that 24-hour period, it will go, right, Newcastle have won, so there's three points to Newcastle in the, in the group table. So all the basically every group has got four pairs of matches, so Newcastle, Southampton, Bordeaux versus small team from Ecuador, etc., etc., all the way down the eight teams in the group. And then, so after Monday, everyone's played one game, and they've got three, one or zero points. And then the next day, you're now playing against the second team. In this case, it would be Bordeaux. And so each day, that table builds up like a Champions League group, effectively. So by the end of the week, you've got your, everyone's played seven games. And someone's at the top of the group, someone's at the bottom of the group. Uh, and what happens is this. So the top team gets a gold trophy. The next team gets a silver trophy. The next team gets a bronze trophy for their season's performance. But then... Their finishing position of 1 to 8, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, is added to another table, which is a world ranking table, which keeps a tally of the form you've got, like the last five seasons you've played, where your finishing position has been. And basically, the team that's got the best record, i.e., if your position was 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, that would be the best possible number you could have, and you'd be at the top of the pile. If you're like 1, 3, 7, 1, 2, 4... Um, ah, sorry, 13712, then you would be somewhere else a bit further down. So basically it sorts you out so that all the guys who won this league this week will be at the top, in the top section. But the guys who also won the previous week will be further up than the other ones who didn't win two in a row. And the guys who win three in a row will be even further up. So at the end of each season, we look at the top three clubs in the world. Now you're going to bear in mind there's 830 clubs in our game. So getting in that top three is a huge achievement. But those top three guys will get really special, like best club in the world uh, trophies. And also, all of the fans for each club are competing against each other. So you and the Newcastle clan, effectively, David. So if you get the most... All of the...
you will win a trophy like the gold a golden trophy is the best player for Newcastle or there's a silver trophy for second or bronze trophy for third but also you'll be made captain of Newcastle for the next week so now you got a captain a vice captain and a third captain and they carry over for the whole of the next week and that means when the whole world looks at Newcastle and sees the team then you'll be displayed as the captain and it means you also get a higher amount of bonus points for winning matches next week so what we've basically come up with is a clan system which is never ending clan system of competing against other clubs with your teammates but also competing against the guys who support the same team as you to become the best player for your club it's like a perpetual fan league effectively um and that's the major game mode we've added to the game yeah uh... yeah when you sort of put it out like that, like that, I understand, I understand all the bits, all the that, you're bits doing. that you're doing. And if um, I was just to sit and play the game, the game, a lot of that, lot I, wouldn't of that I wouldn't actually think about. I'd just be playing the game and getting as many points as I can. Yep. Even though cool. all so that all is going on in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you're just playing the game. I mean, all you're doing is, I mean, the gameplay itself... We've made so many improvements since the first launch. It's like I can't even list them all. So the the... Um, the player selection is amazingly much better. The AI is is like light years better. The um, animation is better, not finished, but better. The um, the way the kicking and the passing works is better. We've added a second control me- method for some people who found it difficult on mobile the first time round, with more basic controls and with more targeted passing. Like it assists the passing and shooting more, like FIFA does for some players. So we've added that. We've improved the goalkeepers. We've not totally improved the goalkeepers. They are still, they've still got a bit of a weakness with the long shots. So that is something that's not a finished game. It's not 100% everything done at the moment, but that's one of the, the few weaknesses in the game now. But, I mean, it is so much fun to play. And when you're playing this at speed online against someone a couple of thousand miles away, as I've done with some of our guys in Finland and Sweden, it's, it's pretty unbelievable some of the stuff that we've achieved with the game so far. So, yeah, but as a player, you don't really think about these complexities. You think, I'm playing the game for Newcastle. And then and you'll see that your game is feeding into this tug-of-war bar. And you'll be trying to hope, help Newcastle to beat Southampton. The Southampton guys will be trying to help the Saints beat you guys, you know. And, uh, and uh, at the end of the day, they'll finish. One of the teams will win. And then you go on to the next match. But the, I think the, the representation of your club and becoming the captain... It's a pretty powerful thing that we've added to the game. So, from a football fan's perspective, I hope that that will be something which people will not be able to get enough of. Yeah, because I remember talking to you, must be about about three, four four years ago, ago. Uh and that sort of system is what you were planning on doing. Yeah. But I know you you were sort of saying that your star play would then be picked for England or something well we don't have we don't have um no we the game is the game has been modified quite a lot i yeah. mean there's so much in it now it's almost like you've got to take stuff away yeah i mean like i said there's a lot of things you can keep on adding to a football game but the main thing we've done is we made the we've made the whole match part really really much 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 tighter um we've graphically enhanced the pitches the stadiums the animations 
the whole look of the menus has been totally overhauled. There's a whole info system because we didn't uh, we we omitted explaining to people within the game how the game works. So we've put an info system so every menu explains how everything works. We've got a messaging system in there to message players and all these components. You know, from a developer's point of view, there's so much to do in a modern game with um, servers and stuff like that as well. You know, so we've um. Uh, and we've and it's going down really really well i mean we we've got a nice quote uh we've, we've just got to you know put our first previews out because the game's going out but we've got an early we've got an early quote from pocket gamer in the preview which is um let me get this right the premier arcade football game on mobile that's what they say yeah and that you know for us that's kind of like this is the first time this version of the game, which I so said the timing of this is perfect. It's coming out on Friday, this Friday. Um, it's the first time I can say, look at our game. We believe that a lot of people are going to find this the best mobile game to play, period, if you want a football action game. And it's the first time I've been able to say it about our game. You know, So my only complaint would be the goalies are iffy from long shots. Um, but that means just means you can score more goals, which is quite a lot of fun. And um, and we're going to fix that pretty soon anyway. So within a week or two, that that little thing will be gone. So if you want to have an easy time playing our game against easy goalkeepers, get there fast because it won't last for very long. Um, but yeah, it's um it's been a tremendous amount of work from us, and you know we're almost five years on this thing now. So uh, and. Uh, there's so much else going on in the background. So we're doing the, the Chinese version. Um, we're looking at doing a, a version with some cloud stuff in China as well. Uh, that'll be coming out within a couple of months. And then we are early next year. We'll be out with, um, uh, PC, Xbox, PlayStation and switch, which are all in development right now. So it's been a, a longer process than we expected, but the quality of what we're getting is really good. Uh, the Switch version is particularly good at the moment, I have to say. I mean, played it recently. So... But yeah, I mean, the Switch, that would probably be an easier part for the simple reason that the Switch itself is basically like a glorified Android machine. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a more straightforward for us. Um, but yeah, it's there's really a lot happening for us now and we, we're starting to go somewhere, you know, like on all our promotional stuff, we're now using uh, the CSL license that we've got. So we've got some really good players and stuff on, on that. And um, it's been bloody hard work and I'm pretty tired by it, as you might be able to tell from my voice, but it's uh, it's really been a, a fantastic uh, thing to have, to have worked on. And, you know, we it's hard to make a great football game and we're not at great level at the moment, but we're at very good level now. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, obviously I, mean, my I guess are- the only sort of like good thing is, I mean, at the moment I can't really name any other sort of like mid tier to big budget sort of arcade soccer like football game. You know, where it's like 10, 15 years ago, there was a lot of them. On any platform, you mean, or on mobile? Just on any platform. 
Yeah, so what do you think? That's interesting. You should say that. So what do you think has kind of like fallen by the wayside a bit? I just think that I think it might have happened on the PS1 sort of time. There mm-hmm. was that many broken games like Chris Kamara, Street Soccer, and they mm-hmm. just put any name to any absolute rubbish. And I just think that people stopped buying them. They just went to the big names, either FIFA or the Pez, and that's where they're stuck. Yeah, I think that's been happening for ages. And, and I mean, I, I'm really, I mean, we've, I'm really happy with the response we've had from pretty much everyone we've shown the game to. Um, but I'm particularly pleased with the, the response from like Pocket Gamer and that. They're acknowledging that as a, the easy win is mobile football games right now. You know, yeah, it's it's hard to do, but there's really not a lot of competition. And you've got Pez and FIFA, and yeah, they're they're obviously really great at what they do, but neither of them are at all remotely even designed anywhere near being a, a game that's going to work on mobile. And so we've been able to take advantage of that to an extent to to, to design from the ground up on a game that was cross-platform with mobile in mind very much. Um, I don't think anyone had mobile in mind when, when the first FIFA was made. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's been a big, uh, a big, 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 big plus for us to to have that kind of like clean slate to, to design for things which are, well, it's not exactly now because we started five years ago, but which were up and coming. And it's, uh, I mean, uh, I just, it's a bit nervy when you've got a game about to come out. You know, the game's going to come out very soon. Um but I'm qu- quietly, nervously confident we're going to do pretty well with this um, with this launch, which is only like about four days away now. Yeah. And I mean, so, yeah. another thing that must be pleasing to yourself is that because the game's taken two or three years longer than anticipated, now because of like, the Xbox and the Nintendo playing nicely, mm-hmm. like PS, like the Sony, Xbox, um, Switch, PC... A lot of them now they can actually have crossplay with all the platforms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can we can we are totally set up for cross-platform play and always have been. Uh, the the only caveat I'd add to that is it depends on the platform holders that we working with and how they feel about working with each other. And to a certain extent, we're unlikely to self-publish. There's a small possibility, but we we pretty much we haven't plan to do it so far so it would depend on our publisher's relationship with those platform holders as well you know yeah so um that's their kind of discussions going on at the moment as to who we publish the pc console versions with but that, that they they will be coming out q1 q2 next year so probably, hopefully q1 might squeak into q2 so will the game i know that You'll have initial thoughts, but nothing planned. Would you ever guess it'd be about twenty pound? Um, without wishing to close the options down, <laughs> I think within yeah, I think that um, how can I say this? Um, I would doubt it. Within ten pound, either way, yeah. But I'd, I'd say that's pretty much 
my gut feeling is somewhere around there. But that's not my call. Yeah. It's a publisher's call. So you could get a publisher that says, you know, I mean, to a certain, to, to be honest, if you look at the quality of it now, I mean, £20 is totally and utterly fine, you know. So, and and even going up above that is fine. It's a huge game. It's a really huge game, you know. Um, so I think we, we could, if we wanted, push a 30 quid price point. The question is, does a publisher think it's better to do that or to pull it down a little bit to get more volume at 20 or to really, really put it down and go below that. But my gut feeling is it's going to be there or thereabouts probably, but I don't want to be held to account with it because it's not my decision. And, uh, I mean, it's not going to be 60 quid. I think I can guess that much. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, you've got to, your worries are it's either got a little bit too high and not got the, the user base to actually play with the features designed uh-huh. or go a little bit too low and people might think that it's just a silly arcade throwaway game and not be bothered with it exactly or there's a third model and the third model is a little bit more outlandish but it's the one we're working with in apple at the moment which is prescription service so game pass with xbox yeah and it depends on the platforms then you know so every platform's different and it depends on the conditions the platform holders impose upon you when you go with them hmm. so you know i mean if you'd have asked me back in end of 2015 do you think this game is going to come out on apple formats only with an exclusive period for apple at the start i'd have gone what <laughs> you know and yet that here we are that's exactly where we are now and um and that's absolutely fine. It's been great. I, I've, I've got to say, I really like the Apple Arcade format and structure. Um, I think, you know, for anyone who wants to play the game, if you've got an Apple device, if you've got an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac or an Apple TV, uh, probably probably got an iPhone, I'd guess, most likely out of those, download Apple Arcade. It's totally free for the first month. So you can play our game for a month and you can also play 130 other games. Uh, and there's some pretty good quality games on there, some of the other games as well, to be fair. So I actually think their model is really good. It cuts the dross out of a, an app store, particularly on mobile, that's just like, you know, overrun with poor games or copies of games. And um, I think what Apple have done is really good. I think the value is really good. I think it's like $4.99 a month, I think, from recollection. You know, that's, that's only um, 60 quid a year. It's the same as buying one big game per year to get 130. So I think it's very good value. And uh, it's been, I guess, all of us on Apple Arcade have been, to a certain extent, willing guinea pigs in their system, you know. So Apple have been learning about how things work and they've been improving some of the stuff that they're doing. They're, internally, their processes for approving our builds, for communicating with us, for helping us to get things done is getting better and better all the time. You know, it started off as very difficult for them. They had so many titles at once going, pushing through a QA system, but now it's, um, we're, we're happy how that's worked. Um, we've got reasonably good, uh, money coming through, um, and reasonably consistent sales going through over time. Um, we're very, very happy with the 
how we dealt with them in the first place with how that went and um and uh i think that i'm very interested to see what happens now we put this sequel out because social soccer 2020 is effectively a, a sequel to social soccer um to see how how that goes down how much of a kick we get how much of a boost we get how much adding all the CSL players and all that stuff to the marketing around it does as well, how that works, um, as well as making the game night and day better to play, because it really is. Um, and all the other features we've added. It's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting time. You know, when you're making games now, they're like a journey. It's like in the old days, we'd make a game, stick it in a box, forget about it, and earn royalties. Now it's like some kind of huge journey that never seems to end, you know? Just branches into these different directions that you go with, but, um... but yes, I mean I don't mind that with like a mobile game or something like that. But I'm I'm not a big fan of buying like the Ubisoft's the biggest example of this. You buy their game, and for the first six months it's practically broken, and then they keep updating and updating for like the next two years. Well, this is this has been actually the really good thing for us about being on a mobile system first is that you know we've done how many? I think that we've done three updates to the original Social Soccer, and this is like Social Soccer twenty twenty. So on the system, it's now the fourth change to the code. You know, fourth update. Like technically, it's an update on Apple system. So although we consider it to be a sequel. So um, mobile is the right platform to do that on, especially on a system like this. Um, I think that mobile has a demand for extra content being added every so often as well, you know? There's an expectation that's going to happen. And I know that um, most of the games on Arcade have had... uh, have had kind of like updates because there's been an expectation to do them. Um, whereas you're right on a console or a PC, the expectation more is it all just works. And what's been really good for us is, like I said, we've had some problem with the controls at the start. We've had some problems with the AI not working or weird problems. And, and we've been ironing those out as we go along. And now we can already see like the number of, the number of things we have to list on the game, which aren't working, you know, and not so many. Like, okay, injuries still aren't working. Uh, when you get a red card, you don't get a suspension. Um, that's to do with something very technical, the reason we can't... But at least things. you've got red cards. But we've got red cards, yeah. And then there's a problem, you know, there's these minor problems. Like I say, the goalkeepers are really weak with weak with long shots at the moment um, against good players. Um, the uh, So that's more of a balancing problem. It's a slightly an animation problem. It's more of a balancing problem. Um, but there, there were like, I mean, the, the last six, seven or eight months, we've, we've probably taken a hundred at least things and over removed errors or improved things in the game. Just small things. And it's not that you intentionally um, have the game initially come out with those things in. It's just modern games are so complicated now with a server staying in the middle. When you're doing online gameplay of the game which is really light and fast and plays like a fighting game you know and there's, there's so much other detail it's ca- catching all of this stuff at once is quite hard and it's and it's been really good for us to be on a platform that's a little bit more forgiving of that 
so that by the time we get to the console and the PC launching, you know, we've been through that whole period of that perfection and um, error checking and control. So, you know, we're now looking at the PC and the console, how we can look at pushing the graphics a little bit more, for example. So things we've not had to consider so much this, thus far and adding a few more graphical touches of humour or a little bit more personality into the game. And, you know, not that there's, there's heaps of it already, but adding more and more and more of it. So I think that we're going to get... I think it's good that we've had this time to, to, to add that perfection onto the console and PC versions when they come out next year. I think it, it's going to prove to have been... Okay, as you said, it's probably two years behind when we where we wanted to be, and and uh, and I understand that everyone's um everyone who's been interested in the game has kind of like been fed up waiting for it. I can assure you, we're more fed up than <laughs> the players are <laughs> at still doing this stuff. You know, this should have been done ages ago, but um, but it doesn't just look at the quality and enjoy it and enjoy the thing and you forget how long it took a while you know it's irrelevant once you've got the finished article no one cares how you got there and i've always known that from my time in making games and we're we're at the stage now where i can actually say i'm proud of this game we're putting out right now because it's it's when you play it the only thing you'd comment on is it's a bit easy to lob the keeper that's it i defy anyone to criticize anything else in it you know I mean, the maybe we don't communicate clearly enough at the moment that you can transition between what we call assistive controls and advanced controls. So advanced controls really means it plays like sensible soccer. Assistive controls mean it plays like FIFA. So assisted means that um, you're passing. It, it helps you. It like puts stabilizers on your passing more so that it doesn't matter which direction you're facing so much, it'll help you find a, a guy that's useful to some extent, but to some extent it's not because sometimes you want to play into space. You know, when you've got assisting on it, well, it kind of doesn't let you, there isn't space. Yeah. It's just, it's easier to like refine your crosses and stuff with, um, with the, with the, um, advanced controls. So it will be interesting to see how the use of advanced and assisted controls balances out. My gut feeling is that the, um, the, the not-so-confident, very casual mobile players will probably like the assisted controls because they make you... You can string together moves much easier. Yeah, with the assisted, you'll be able, basically be able to play the game at a basic level. And if you want to adapt and add more nuance to the game, you'll have to change it to be able to do the through balls and the actual little lofted into space sort of balls. Yeah, or, you know, deliberately aiming right at the top corner. Yeah. You know, you, you can't do that with... The kind of assistance you get on a on a FIFA or a PES. Um, um, the one thing which I like about our game is that it still allows you, in sensible soccer style, to really pinpointly put it in the top corner with practice, with curl and loft, and that's what sensible soccer has always been about. And what's nice about this game is you've got like multiple camera angles, so you can play in the up down camera angle if you want. You can play side to side, or you can play in kind of like more of a free roaming kind of camera mode um so it it really opens up possibilities or you can choose what we call auto play 
So autoplay is where you just let the AI play for you. So if you were playing on your mobile, say on a, on a bus or something, and then you, you've got to stand up, and you can't hold the phone properly, you can just click autoplay and the, the AI will play out the match for you. Um, so that's quite cool as well. It's, it's a it's a really big game, David, this thing. It's, it's not a little undertaking social soccer. It's a big thing, you know. Yeah, you're making me think that I'm going to nick my girlfriend's iPad and... <sighs> nick her it. iPad and play it. <laughs> That's exactly what you should do. Nick her iPad and play it. Let us know what you think. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. Ah, well, don't worry. Uh, as, as you know, I played the old, old, old build back in Glasgow in 2017 on the, yep. it was on PCs, was it? It was on PCs, yep, it was on and PCs. I, I got the, the the game on Steam, I've still got it, but it's not being worked on. Mm. Um, but even then, I, I felt the passing, the movement was there. It was just the little surroundings of the, the actual, the building of the game. Mm-hmm that just needed to be done and it sounds like that's been done now so oh, it's been done with bells and whistles on there <laughs> i mean it's it's not just been done a little bit it's been yeah over <laughs> um the um yeah so when you get the game and to any anyone who's listening who gets the game just remember if you if there's two buttons that means you're playing in the mode with assisted passes and kicks um like a like a very reduced fee for effectively for a mobile and if you want it to have more of the sensible soccer feel, which I guess most of the guys listening to this probably will, uh, and, it, and it has got two buttons, and you want to get that third button up, you get the chip button on, which means the chip button's now on, so you can chip the ball, but also the you've now got the, like, you've got total manual control over the directions. Um, then you just go into options, and you turn the six, the assisted kicks and passes off, and that will put you into the advanced game mode. Um that is something which we will probably, within the next few weeks, on the first update after our sequel release, will probably make it a little bit easier to access that change. So that's another another small error in the game at the moment, is that if you're in one control mode and you want to switch to the other, it's it's tucked away in options at the moment. It's not as, as accessible as it could be. That's something we'll probably change pretty soon as well, you know. So yeah, I mean, like you could also do the in the introduction, the training sort of thing. Play like a, a couple of minutes of one way and a couple of minutes of the other way, and it'll be like, which do you prefer? Yeah, we do that already. No, right. we do that already. But the, the point is, once you've made that choice, yeah, then you, you have, have to go back on it. You need to go into options to find it. So uh, th- th- there's ways that you can make it more up to the front. We can like before each match, we could give you the option, for example just with a little button or something. So it's just, when you're making a game, like you, you make it and at the time you're focusing on like loads and loads of stuff. And then, um, and then, and then it gets together and you test it, you go, that's okay. And then like a few weeks later you go, oh, we could have done that. But we didn't think about it. The problem is you're, you're dealing with thousands of details in a game, you know. I mean, so it's easy to miss something. <laughs> what I'm it's, it's, it's human nature. It's like the job I do, um, I go into someone's house and look after them all day and then uh, someone will come in and say, why wasn't that moved from there to there? So like, I didn't even notice it. Exactly. Or you did, you did, like, I noticed, I noticed this thing with controls um, yesterday. 
and I said to the guys, hang on, they sent me a certain version of the game in a certain way that had reset my option about what control scheme I was on. And and it's like, ah, I know I've got to go to options and press that button, but what about if I didn't know that? You know, it's yeah. like that. You know, and it was only it's only happened once in the whole time. But you have to think about that. What about if someone is finding that that wasn't meant to find it? So yeah, I mean it's never ending, David. It's never ending. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, even, even if I look at Swoss, I can find things I wish we'd have done. You know, I, I tend to not like looking at games so much after I first made them because I, I only ever see errors for at least the first year after I stopped touching it. You know, it's just the nature of the beast when you're making games. Yeah, I mean, when you're that deep in the game itself, you're playing it all the time. A lot of the stuff you won't even really notice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would notice it. You know, you would notice it, but I notice it. You, know, you might notice the keepers dodgy from long shots, which is why I've told you, so um, so that people know that we're aware of it. You know, yeah. it's like it's like one of them things. Uh, we've been we've tried to be pretty responsive to our user group throughout the development and listen to them and and fix stuff. But we, you know, we we are big users ourselves. <laughs> big users doesn't sound great, but we're big players of the games ourselves. You know. Anyway. Let's um. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll end it there. I've got a, a, another thing in like twenty minutes or so. Yep, that's not a problem. So we'll end that there. So we'll end this episode now. Yeah, uh, I'll be back with the ending things. So back in a couple of seconds. This is Gilbert Godfrey, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. And if you don't, go fuck yourself. Do you have trouble sleeping? tossing and turning all night. Nothing you do seems to help. You're not getting your recommended six to eight hours of sleep each night. Well, now there's a solution. Now there's Fat Cat Fly. With Fat Cat Fly, you'll easily get the sleep that you deserve. Download for free on the iOS App Store, and you're guaranteed to get a good night's sleep with very few side effects, as you help a fluffy kitty eat all the junk food that he wants. Side effects may include sleepless system, desire for cheeseburgers, if erection lasts more than five hours, see a physician. Try Fat Cat Fly today. Visit facebook.com slash fatcatfly because you deserve a better life. Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great... If you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but... With your support, we can always move forward and always be better. So, there we go. That's episode 249 of the 1UP Gaming Podcast. So, thank you so much to John for giving us... Oh, God, must have been a good hour, an hour and a half. I was chatting to him. Um, so, 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 so. So, go get his game, Sociable Soccer 2020. It's available now on the Apple Arcade. And, yeah, 
I've been playing it, it's pretty cool. Um, there'll be a lot of my videos on our website for that game. Please go visit our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. You can give us a little bit of money by going to patreon.com slash O-U-G. You can get uh, official merchandise from us at uh, bluecyborg.com. Just search One Up Gaming. We have a music album out called Games Inspired Music. You can buy that with the... 20% of each sale going to the Child's Play Charity. I believe it's only about five, six pound. It's nothing much. We've also got our first 100 podcasts and some other interviews and some other bits and bobs available at audiobooksontape.com. And one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK Charity. Uh, please visit us at Facebook, which is just One Up Gaming, YouTube, One Up Gaming, Twitch, so it's twitch.tv slash OUG official. Uh, you can tweet us at OUG Official, and please subscribe to our podcast. Just search on like any sort of service you use, iTunes or Podbean or anything. Just one up gaming. Subscribe, like us, and give us some feedback. Everything helps, and we will be giving away the Sega Dreamcast Collected Works, I believe it's called, from Read Only Memory. Um. What we're trying to do is try and get as many YouTube subscribers as possible. So just subscribe to us on YouTube and send a message. And then we'll pick a a winner from that on our next week's show. So episode 250. So again, just go on to our YouTube channel, which is 1UP Gaming. And subscribe to us, or follow us, whatever you call it. And then go to our Twitter, which is at OUGOfficial.com. And then just send a message say you've subscribed. That is it. So thank you for listening. It's me, me, David, being John. And hopefully go get his game. It's amazing. Can't wait till the game comes out on multi-platform in a few, well, I say a few months, six months maybe. But yeah, thank you. Goodbye. Hi, Justin the Voice here. First of all, we'd like to thank you for listening. Seriously. We really like it when you listen. Yes. But if you'd like to do more than just listen, if you'd like to help us out, well, we have an idea just for you. Visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Your monthly micropayment will help us keep going all night long, baby. Oh, yeah. Mostly because we usually record at night. Yeah. But don't worry, baby. We got something for you, too. We've got special benefits for all of our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Go baby, go baby, go baby, I love you, said I love you, never put nothing above you, won't let go once I can hug you on the floor, they hate because you let them know that you the ish, now they hating, I because you at the club and proving it, and so they choosing it too late, cause now they using it, can't wait from how you doing it, I know that they pursuing it, you will kindly tell them now my baby's here to watch me go, and for him I put on a show, you just blessed to be here.
say I love when you go for me I tell my baby go But she's not even going no This the trust I have in her Yeah, that's what you say to her Yeah, I'm feeling kinda slick I'm loving how I swim in it No, I'm not taming her The only one engraving it Signing still right from her list You need to know that she's my miss Treat her like a treasure, though I never wanna let her go I keep her right in front of me My heart, she will forever be Yeah. 